Welcome to Divided We Stand. I am Joe McGuire along with Duncan McPherson, Mike Gadiosi, and Sam Yosefi. Uh, we'll be talking coronavirus, get an update on that. It seems like it's been a while since uh, anyone's really focused on just the numbers of deaths and, and where things stand. We'll also debate the conspiracy theory video pandemic. I use those words especially to get at Lord Sterling. Uh, we'll discuss the Ahmad Arbery case. And I have to say, my initial commentary on that's going to be, I can't believe murder it has become a bipartisan issue. I think that's insane. So we'll delve into that. And uh, I will uh, I will make an apology and an admission on the show today uh, about the Russian hoax. So we'll have all that and so much more on the show. So we do appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, we are at 78,700 deaths, 1.3 million confirmed cases across the United States. Uh, that is from Johns Hopkins University, and that's the latest data as of this morning. Uh, worldwide, 4 million infections and 280,000 deaths. Now, uh, we're hearing rumors of the coronavirus task force wrapping up. Maybe that's a good thing. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the controversial Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, is in self-quarantine. Uh, he may have been exposed uh, to somebody. Uh, we've seen that quite a few people in the White House, uh, Melania Trump's aide, President Trump's valet, and uh, Vice President Pence's uh, assistant also uh, have all tested positive for COVID-19. I read earlier today, um, it's also running pretty rampant through the Secret Service. Must be deep state, right, Duncan? Uh, well, I don't know about that, but uh, I'm, I'm sure that Trump's been guzzling hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, uh, Duncan and I had a really great conversation yesterday, kind of leading up to the show. And um, I told him I was going to come out and say, look, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I, I can no longer say that the Russia investigation is not a hoax. Uh, and I'll, and I'll say again, there was so much, so much smoke in this case that, uh, it's stunning that they didn't find fire. But at the end of the day, if Bob Mueller didn't find any, then I'm fine with that. Uh, then, then that says to me, well, okay, then there was no concrete evidence that these guys were working in collusion and that's fine. Which is surely preferable to if if they had been colluding. You know, it's good news. Well, right. And again, you know, I said to you yesterday, I think it's important to think about it like that. Like, yes, that is good news. I think we should all want our president to be, uh, you know, basically absolved. Um, I feel better knowing that. You know, sure. we we know we know Russia was definitely trying to steer it towards Trump. The it, it it's I think that's uh, uh, indisputable. Their reasons are their reasons that, again, doesn't mean that, that the Trump campaign uh, was actively working with them. And if that's the case, then OK, well, then, then I can video, live with that. Did you see the video I sent the other day? Uh, the BCP video, Black Conservative Patriot. He's got a YouTube channel, does a daily news show, open source news. Yes. Showing claims. Um, who is it? I can't remember the guy's name, but he was saying that his sources in the intelligence community said that. James Clapper, I think it was, or was it Brennan? Uh, maybe Brennan. Brennan had, it was Brennan. Um, excluded evidence that the Russian government had been in supporting Hillary and against the um, advice of his, you know, um, intelligence community colleagues. And 
included dubious advice or dubious evidence that they had been supporting Trump against their wishes as well. And that there's a whole nother report, which has been held up by the CIA since 2017, that um, that contradicts the findings of the 17 intelligence agencies worth looking into hopefully we'll get that to come out soon because i think um it might disprove a lot of what we think currently regarding to their their um findings well we could we'll delve into that for sure um obviously right off the top here let's let's talk about covid19 um you know we're going to talk about pandemic we're going to talk about misinformation but before we do you know, as the country starts to reopen, we're seeing it in states. Um, you know, I think people need to be aware of the fact that there is a mutated strain now that they're dealing with, which is, you know, again, sort of not good. Uh, fortunately, it's the first mutation, but, you know, a mutation means that the chances of the virus they're working on being effective against it have now decreased. So, uh the, supposedly, there's a report that the president has uh, that says that there could be, you know, up to 50,000 deaths a day uh, starting around June 1st uh, that apparently they're sitting on whatever the case may be. You know, it would be nice to get more real time information. I feel like, you know, he's he's the president's step back from doing the briefings. I understand, you know, partially why he was taking a beating up there. Uh, and that was one of the things that Duncan, you and I talked about, his inability to go up there and and spew things in an intelligent fashion. It's not helping anybody. It makes him look stupid. It causes unnecessary criticism of a guy who really, at the end of the day, I understand he, want, he wants to get the economy open and he wants to do it safely. But the more he gets attacked, the more I, I think anxiety comes with his deciding how to do things, because if you're going to criticize everything he's doing, you're going to criticize the economy being poor and you're putting the guy in a spot where we know the kind of person he is. He's got to start fighting for himself. And that's, I think where he goes off the rails on those press conferences, which is why he stopped doing them. I, I, I like the comparison I drew between Bush and Trump as well. I, I mentioned yesterday when we were talking that Bush, he would stumble over words and sound really dumb. Like I'm a decider and all this stuff. But I think that it was pretty much an act on his part that he was playing the card of the dumb guy to, uh, you know, for the people, but with, with I think he's just really bad at articulating himself. You know, like, no, without question. He is definitely, I, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree with, I do tend to agree with Joe a little bit on this. Thank um, you. No, it's okay. No, nothing, I do. Listen, I do. Hold on. Wait, Mike, just so you know, nothing <laughs> bad happens if you agree with me. And if you agree with me on one thing, it doesn't mean you had to vote for Hillary. <laughs> hey, I was just waiting for the lightning bolt to strike over. <laughs> yeah. See, no, but, it's but, okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I understand where Trump's trying to come from here, and he is not articulate with words. We all know that. Uh, I would think if you're going to do these briefings, it might be best if you leave it up to the medical experts to do that and just say, you know, this is what the government's, uh, you know, daily briefing here. Trump can make speak a few words and then let the let the experts talk and not uh, try to tell people to you know drink clorox or which he did not do <laughs> but we i mean like i said i have to agree with you a little bit on that joe i think trump's not really good at bringing his point across sometimes but uh i i mean i would i would like to see more of the medical experts you know just talk about this and, and uh let them you know tell americans you know what's going on with this pandemic because well they ought to know they're the scientists they're the medical experts so i probably would rather take their word for it than trump maybe <laughs> you know although caleb McEnany would tell you otherwise uh the president well, yeah that that's true too 
who who would insist he's the authority on even the medical stuff, which is yeah. absolutely nonsense. Listen, really? you know, yes. Oh my gosh, yeah, she wow. did say that the other day. He's the authority on everything, and they were like, "What is wrong with you?" Again, any admission that Trump isn't like a superior being isn't like doesn't mean you don't support him. Yeah. It's okay to say, "Look, that was stupid." It's okay to say, "Look, I understand." Look, if the president wants to come out and 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 say a couple of words and let his base know he's thinking about them because there's an election coming up, I understand that. Take five minutes. Don't offer medical advice. Right. Don't say anything stupid. Just do your little open and then turn it over to the experts. And and then that way, because here's the other thing I find, and this is where, you know, the liberals start to annoy me, um, where everything becomes an issue. We know we know he's a doofus. He's going to say dumb stuff (laughs) instead of blowing it up and making it the controversy of the day. like, Like, guys, you know, he's dumb and he doesn't need drink disinfectant. Okay, And he did say it. Um in a hypothetical way, he was asking about it, Michael, and, it, and it's okay that he said it because there was somebody working on something like that. He heard it in a meeting, and he he just didn't relay it. And I said this on on the show last week. He just doesn't say things that he hears in the right sense, and so we're like, "What an idiot!" And then four or five days later, we'll figure out what he actually meant. It won't still make a ton of sense, but at least we'll have a better understanding. So. Am I wrong, Sam? My wife says, I just want this guy to come out and say things that make me feel calm um, and not things that cause even more chaos. Joe, I 100% agree with that. I I think that Trump's role as a president, or any president for that matter, should be to be the, the voice of the people for the country which they represent. I don't think anyone expects them to be medical experts. And he should stay in his lane and this is a time where I like ev- that. everyone is on the verge of fear and, you know, uh, trying to kind of losing the grasp of what's going on with the reality around them. So this is a time where the president should reassure the people that, you know, we are in the right country for this situation because we are led by the right people. And when you overstep your boundaries and try to be an expert in something that you don't know much about, that's when the criticism comes. And I think it's rightfully so. And I think the comparison with Bush and Trump was an interesting thing as well, because Bush was known as being kind of the bumbling fool. That was kind of his gimmick or his character. And I think Trump also has a character in that regard, because, you know, uh, he was an actor pretty much since I was alive. He was on TV. He has his own television show, a reality show, which we know is just acting. You know, it's not true reality um it's a television programming reality so and uh the word programming itself you know it implies you're programming kind of the masses the people who watch these shows to think in a certain way so if we want trump to be effective um i'll just reiterate he should just stay in his lane because um there's a lot of confusion around covid it's a new it's a new strand of virus um it obviously you know, it's predicated on these other viruses that came before it, like SARS and and whatnot, but this is new territory. You know, there's so many questions, even for the medical experts, they don't know. And so I'd have to agree with you there, Joe. You brought up a lot of really good points in there, Sam, that we're going to get to in a hot minute. I do want to bring up the fact, uh, and I said this last week, and I'll say it again in regards to Joe Biden. Um, 
his best bet is to just keep his mouth closed and allow <laughs> Trump to hang himself with a noose. That I think is, is if Joe Biden starts talking, he could he could lock this up for Trump by July. I mean, um, marbles that Trump has in his mouth. Multiply that by five. <laughs> yeah. marbles Joe Biden has. In truly, his mouth. So, truly. I found this interesting. Uh, former President Barack Obama called the United States' response to the COVID pandemic, quote, an absolute chaotic disaster. He promised to campaign, quote, as hard as he can for Vice President Biden. This was on a call of about 3,000 people who had served his administration. Uh, the audio came out. Um, How about agreeing well, with Obama for once? I, I mean, right? This is literally, look, and, 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 and this is part on, on the part of the Democrats. Um, because they all love and, and and respect President Obama, and they're obviously pretty split right now on Joe Biden. Um, unfortunately, Victoria uh, wasn't able to make it here tonight because I really wanted to get that perspective. And maybe we'll do something midweek talking about Tara Reid uh, and the allegations there. And Duncan and I had a nice conversation about that. I, I think that's something that needs to be addressed. I think that's something that the president also needs to address. Uh, with his accusers, I, I think the, whoever the president is or whoever is on the Supreme Court, I, I, you know, Duncan, we had this conversation. I appreciated the Kavanaugh hearings that, that they uh, had Dr. Ford, uh, you know, come come and, and, and say her piece. The interesting part was that people believed her, but then also said they believed him, which was weird because the story's contradicted. But you want that due process, you know, with, with the Ukraine investigation, I would have loved uh, to get some witnesses out there. And and again, I, if the president didn't do anything wrong, then great, then let's move on. Um, but it, it is starting to become a situation where I, again, someone who's probably sitting a little more left and right these days, I feel like the constant barrage and attack on this president um, is making him a more sympathetic figure to people. So he just has to not blow it he has to not blow it. And that's why COVID-19 is a really big thing for him. Uh, this assessment for President Obama, I feel, is fairly accurate. Uh, they could, they should be and could be doing a much better job. We need more testing. Everybody, everybody knows that's obviously uh, the case here. Sam, you, you brought up the fact that we're going to talk about pandemic in a hot minute. You know, this idea that the scientists working with the real-time data and information the scientists studying this new strain and decoding this thing don't even know enough about it that how could some conspiracy theorist doctor who's not even associated with this case know better than they do or know that they're doing it wrong? You can't speak definitively here. I, I, you know, I, and I hope you guys will all agree with me on this. You know, whether whether there's more to the story than that, and Duncan, you and I talked about this, it might be 50 years when documents get released before we, we ever get the, the real story about what happened here. But I, I don't think anyone can speak. You can't say that the government's up to something because you don't know that. You don't know that for certain. Um, Except you know, for the lockdown violating constitutional rights. We know that. I knew you were going to get to that, Duncan. <laughs> sure. And, and, and listen, there there is a reason why... Um, you know, it's already it's already in the courts um, and and as well, it should be. You know, I, I think that I'm, I'm not sure that they showed the right threshold for the lockdown. You know, I, I'm all for it. I support it. I'm, I'm not sure 
that, you know, they're, they're even saying, I've, I've seen plenty of doctors say, and these are not, you know, fringy doctors that have said that, you know, us being at home really hasn't done anything to curb uh, or flatten the curve, so to speak, that the I flattening mean, is just less people going to the hospital and not overwhelming the healthcare system. Right. And the that idea of opening in the waves like is so that we can get sick in waves and go to the hospital and get, get well in waves. If you look at the um, the death toll for different countries in Europe, uh, Stephen Crowder did a really great um, segment on it the other day where they had them all on a graph and they were overlaid over each other. And all these countries have done lockdowns except for Sweden, right? Sweden's done basically nothing. And their, um, their death toll, was their, their graph was right in the middle of like other countries that had done lockdowns. Some had had way higher death tolls. Some had, had much lower death tolls. Sweden was right in the middle right right the average doing nothing so it, it to me it's that seems like evidence that the lockdowns have had unpredictable results you know but i would say this too if you look at those people in that country they are a heck of a lot healthier than we are as a whole and that certainly has to help one would think again i mean i'm throwing this out there i i'm not saying there's anything scientific behind it but just knowing the country the <laughs> reputation of that country uh, one would assume just a generally healthier population and probably better able to withstand this. Sure, Again, look what happened in Italy where an older and 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 more chronic suffering uh, society, uh, the, the devastation that, that occurred there. Now, um, I got to thank Duncan and, uh, and Michael for Plandemic. Um, I wasn't planning on watching it. And um, at first couldn't even find it. Michael uh, is a whiz. Uh, and was able to get me to watch it. I watched the entire 25 minutes. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, again, my first thought, and I messaged you guys while I was watching it, my initial thought just right off in the in the first minute or so was, this woman seemed to be speaking definitively while suggesting no one else could. Um, and even if she were the greatest scientist of her generation, which she isn't, um, you, you can't speak definitively if the scientists working on real-time data don't already know that information or, or, or you know what I'm saying, guys? It, it just doesn't make any sense. Tell me they're doing it wrong and why. Don't tell me you know the right way because you don't have the data. That's what bugs me about news in general so much. Like I, I keep responding to things you send me being like, they're stating this definitively and it's not known, you know? <laughs> it drives me crazy. Like, or people say, this is the the oldest thing ever in history. It's like, no, the oldest known thing in history. Like, be honest about it. We don't know everything before or after. So yeah, I, I you know, I, I can, I tended to find a lot of what she said to be credible or at least logical in, in, um, from, in my opinion, from watching the first part of the documentary with Judy Mikovits. But, um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor either. So I can't claim to know definitively uh, any more than anybody else would. No, that's the, that's the thing about this is because, like I said, I watched it too. And I kind of came up with the same uh, thinking as you, Duncan and Joe, <laughs> I'm agreeing with Joe Moore nowadays. <laughs> must, be must be the lockdown. I was going to say, it's got to be the quarantine. <laughs> it must be the quarantine. But I can't, I can't really make any, any heads or tails about this because I'm not a doctor and I don't even play one on TV either. So <laughs> it's, I, I can't, I'm not a scientist. I can't really say, well, you know, this is definite or that is definite. I may have to just take the data that both sides come up with, try to make some kind of heads or tails over it. But that's why I'm not really saying much as far as anything with this pandemic, because I don't know. I'm not a doc. I'm not a doctor. 
you know, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not in the medical field. I'm not a researcher. I'm not a scientist or anything like that. So uh, do, do we need to trust the experts? Well, yeah, I'd say we would trust those in the medical field and the experts to, to be able to tell us what this thing's about. Like Sam said earlier, uh, this is uh, something new here that most likely haven't seen before. And they have to come up with a vaccine or they have to come up with some kind of drug or something. And uh, we just have to trust that the doctors and the medical people that are out there in the front lines are doing doing the best they can to try to pinpoint this thing and uh, try to come up with uh, with an answer here. But uh, until then, I I I can't really say one way or the other. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. So Sam and I had a conversation uh, in regards to trusting experts and this idea that we can discredit an entire profession sometimes because we don't like the things that they say. And we've done a really good job of doing that with the media. Um, and there's been suggest some suggestion now that we start doing that with doctors and scientists. And Sam, I told you my biggest problem with that is as somebody who spent a long time in the media, you don't get to be recognized in that field. You don't get to be recognized in the scientific field until you've put in time and your work has proven to be excellent. So that that's part of where my problem is with this, like, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, this doctor has been discredited and, and that's a problem for her. Well, um, it's been discredited right. if you believe the establishment. Sorry, go ahead, Sam. It's OK. Um, you know, my my viewpoint on that is there is an agenda attached, because if for anyone to say definitively what's going on, even if you're a doctor, if you're Judy Mikovits or however you say her name, um, she has an agenda. You know, so why else would she put herself out there uh, to undergo all this scrutiny? Um, it could, you know, I don't know if her career's already been ruined from it or, you know, what her status is as a scientist. Um, but for anyone to give you a live play-by-play -play update saying that they are the authority on this subject matter, you're you're trying to get your own agenda out there. And I think the only way to really see these things fairly and uh, subjectively is in hindsight. You know, I think that if you look at what's going on now, this is it seems like another tactic or strategy um, by, you know, let's just say the, the global elite or the powerful, the, the people in charge, much like other things that they've done in the past. You could say, you know, you could say the whole 9-11 with the wars in the Middle East, you know, you could say it was for oil. You could say that was their agenda. Um, the New American Century series of staged wars in, wars in the Middle East, et cetera. Yeah, you know, and and even that, even in hindsight, you still can't say it definitively because there's so many aspects of it. There's so many factors involved. You don't know who the players are, who's really working with one another, if there's deception, um, you know, um, purposeful lies just to blindside the people. And again, I think the media has complete power and control over that. So it, it really is up to the individual to decipher their own truth out of it. And I for me personally, I use hindsight. I look at the pattern of what has happened in the past when these big laws or changes in the world were made. You know, um, travel became a lot more difficult after 9-11. Um, before that is, is a lot more easier. I know now I went to get a license. You need a gold star on your license in the top right corner. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Um, I heard elementary school. I heard in October 2020, if you don't have this golden star, you're not going to be allowed to travel even within the U.S. Uh, as a U.S. citizen, so let alone internationally. Now, I have a I have a Class A CDL, so I I'm I am qualified for that. I think most people are qualified, but now they have the right, due to this new rule, to deny people to travel. 
as freely as they were in the past. There were always restrictions, but now it's way more difficult for certain people. Um, so I think, you know, with this virus, you know, what I'm not going to dispute the science and, you know, the impacts that it has on people um, health wise. However, you have to admit that there it's been politicized and there are clearly multiple groups having agendas towards where they want to see the direction of the world go, go after this. And I think it's in my in my view, if I could think in a totality uh, perspective, is that it's leaning towards a more, I, I don't want to be cheesy or sound like conspiracy theorists, but more of a one centralized government instead of all these countries that we've been doing. And if you really take a look at it, you'll see that the world has been working together for, for many years now. You know, this is not like a sudden thing that's happening. It's they've been working towards this. And I feel like this virus is an opportunity for them to really capitalize on some of those agendas that they want to put in place to have a one world government or a centralized control force. I have to assume George H.W. Bush is still kicking himself for that speech where he mentioned the one the new world, world government. Yeah, the new world <laughs> order. He said new world order. Yep, yep. letting it go public. Yeah. 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 He and was then, like, uh, oh! <laughs> there was you shouldn't, have, shouldn't have said that. WWF, uh, you know, new world order. They uh, perpetuated as well, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> you have a real chance for this new world order. <laughs> Wouldn't be prudent. A couple of quick things about Dr. Judy. She'd never worked with Dr. Fauci. Uh, he works for uh, NCI. She worked for NIAID, which are completely different organizations. Did she uh, have a critical role in developing uh, AIDS treatment? She did not. No, she actually played a very minimal role. She overstated her role as, look, as we, we all tend to do. I don't know, you know. Look, I, I, if I'm a relief pitcher on the Yankees and we win the World Series... I won the World Series, I'll say. I mean, I might not even have pitched in any of the games. Um, doesn't matter. I still get the ring. Um, no, she definitely overstated her work. And again, I, I verified this watching and, and listening to now various medical professionals talk about it. Uh, the work that she did uh, for chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, unfortunately, couldn't be replicated. The results she came up with, including in her own lab that she ran. That's bad science. Uh, she was fired for uh, sloppy work. Uh, she was arrested and jailed for stealing uh, her notebooks, which were their property. Uh, and she was dealing with a key. Uh, she was not taken in the night and pulled out of her house or jailed without a warrant that she turned herself into the police. Um, she hasn't published any work since 2012. So all, all of these things would indicate that this is a person, like Sam suggested, who's got an agenda. Um, and sure, she does. And that's not to say that uh, anyone else doesn't. But in this particular case, I think it's fair to say uh, that this lady um, doesn't quite cut the cheese. Now, uh, Duncan, I know you don't agree with that at all, but I think well, you'll feel good I, I about this next piece. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't have any, enough information to have an, an, uh, like an, well, a, a realistic say on it. So I don't think anybody does, ultimately. And again, you know, look, the, the, it's a heck of a documentary. If you're looking to become a filmmaker, watch it because – other than misspelling filmmaker under his own name for the entire film, <laughs> like a dumbass, uh, it's really well produced. The edits are great. Um, the B-roll he uses is appropriate, and it incites fear, and 
it it, le- it implies a lot from the pictures with the words kind of backing it up. You know, the words and the pictures don't align, but you're seeing those images. It's extremely well done, but it just doesn't cut the mustard. Uh, and again, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, if Dr. Fauci uh, were to say, <laughs> yeah, I, I got this all figured out, I'd be like, show me that then. Where, where's the evidence of that? I That's, I'll be looking for the um, same concrete evidence I would be looking for in in a video like pandemic or anything else. Sure, so including I don't know anything about uh, like uh, the the specifics and technicalities for the coronavirus and things that Markowitz or whatever her name was was talking about in the uh, in the interview. But what what resonated mostly for me um, in that part one was the more broad, overarching concepts that she had about the medical industry. Um, which I had heard, uh, which I've heard from a lot of other sources. So for me, hearing a lot of that stuff was just like, uh, oh, I, you know, I'll tell you again. A, a lot of it to me was interesting. A lot of it made sense to me. Um, but I, and, and with any video, and like I said, anything that you guys send me to watch, I will watch. The only thing I'm asking for from these people is evidence. They could say something I agree with. But if they don't have evidence, I don't necessarily believe it's true. I'm inclined to believe it, um, but I would be swayed with the first sign of evidence against it. Uh, and and, ult- and so, look, this is where we are. This actually is a perfect segue to what I'm now calling the Russia hoax. <laughs> I never thought I'd live to see the day that he would call it a hoax. It's a great day. It's a great segue for the Tara Reed stuff too. Uh, believe women, believe men, or believe facts and evidence. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now this report came out, um, it, it cited poor judgment on the part of the, uh, attendees of that Trump meeting at Trump tower in June of 2016. Um, they had falsely purported to have damaging information on the Clinton campaign. That's a no, no. Uh, George Bush famously received, um, uh, some documents, uh, in, in his reelection with John Kerry. And it got sent to him personally. He could have easily opened it and had a field day with it. He immediately called the FBI and reported it. And that's what you're supposed to do uh, when foreign governments contact you during a campaign. And I understand, you know, Trump says, ah, you'd accept it. You would not feel that way if Hillary Clinton accepted it. Or if it ever comes to Lake Duncan that she did, I know you're not going to feel good about that. We know she so, did. The Russian dossier. I was exactly just going to say, fusion was. GPS and a dossier. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I, I don't care where information comes from. If there's accurate information that exposes criminal wrongdoing of a presidential candidate, it could come from the chai comms. It could come from Putin's waistband. I don't care where it came from. All I care about is the information. To me, it's not meddling uh, in the process at all. It's it's helping to properly inform the, uh, you know, the citizens. And that's boy, do we need that P tape like nobody's business. Need what? Oh, (laughs) non-existent. Need the P tape. We really, the P tape is what we need. Um, the committee also found just because it'd be so hilarious, but it doesn't exist. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the committee also found the Trump campaign's periodic praise for and hostile communications. Uh, I'm sorry. I misread that completely. Uh, the committee found the, the Trump campaign's periodic praise for communications with WikiLeaks, a hostile foreign organization, to be highly objectionable and inconsistent with U.S. national security interests. Again, it's a slap. WikiLeaks hostile, though. What have they done? All they've done is 
get information and release it. There's nothing hostile about that. Nothing that they well, they release classified information. Yeah, but that's not illegal for somebody. To it do. is not, no, no, it's not. It's illegal to leak it. It's if you obtain it and you're not sworn to to keep it confidential, <laughs> it's not illegal for you to release it. And it's well, not illegal for to read it either. Uh, I'm going to say they probably changed that rule. And, and and I'm certain they haven't. I'm certain they haven't run that by the Constitution, Duncan. That's uh, one one heck of a loophole for sure. Um, WikiLeaks published emails stolen by Russian hackers from Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign and the Democratic National Committee before the election in November. False. That's Duncan likes to argue that again. I'm going to go with the 17 intelligence I agencies. I sent you quotes from the president of CrowdStrike saying that it's not proven that they do not have evidence that the DNC was hacked by Russians, that at best they had circumstantial evidence. That's the head of CrowdStrike who was hired by the DNC to look at the servers of the DNC, a conflict of interest. And uh, it's been reported as fact consistently by the mainstream media that the, the Russians hacked the DNC. It's not proven. CrowdStrike didn't even definitively say that. And even if they had, we can't take their word for it. 17 intelligence agencies all separate and analyzing the same data came up to the same conclusions. Not true. There was 24 analysts, three of which had written the report and there's a contradicting report, which is being held up by the CIA right now. We talked about earlier. So that is not a reliable report. Again, you're asking me, hold on. You're asking me to believe a grand conspiracy between all of the intelligence agencies as opposed to one guy did something no, no. wrong. What, I'm not asking you to believe a grand conspiracy at all. Brennan, as we found out. Did, um, well, I got a big problem with Brennan now. I got a big problem with with yeah, he, uh, he with with Brennan and, and with Adam Schiff. And, and, and I, I definitely want to get into both of those guys because uh, the basis for my belief in the Russian hoax was that they had seen empirical evidence and I was waiting for them to show it to me so I could, I could slap it upside your and Michael's head uh, only to find out that if I were to slap you in the head with it, it would just be the wind. Uh, and that's not going to have the same effect. It might actually um, make us look better with our hair. It might. It might actually give your hair a little bit of a whoo. Um, a little bit. So yeah. yeah. No, I I do have a big problem with that um, because uh, look, the, the these guys said there was evidence of it, um, and and you know I, I just again. So Duncan and I had a conversation the other day as we were prepping here for the show uh, where he called uh, Bob Mueller a partisan hack, and Michael, you might want to jump on that and 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 see you like it too, but. The problem is, is if you say he's a partisan hack, then you're telling me I don't have to accept the results of this investigation because it was done by a partisan hack. So which is it? He's not well, a partisan that's, that's hack and the president's true. exonerated or he is and we're still not sure. You can still be a partisan hack and end up with accurate results. <laughs> <laughs> Like you, you can go in planted. You, you can hire 16 Democrats to be in your commission and to look into it. And in the end, you just can't find anything. And you're forced to report the truth that there's no no evidence of Russian collusion. Then there, there wasn't. Remember, remember, we had the, the, the documents that uh, were just released, Adam Schiff's documents there that he was, well, so kind of scared to release. What was it? James Clapper himself said. They, they, there was no empirical evidence. <clears throat> they didn't find any direct. This is Obama's people. It wasn't just a uh, clapper. It was Susan Rice uh, it, it also said they had no smoking gun. And this is something we've been saying for the longest time. And then Mueller fi finally comes out with his report and says, oh, yeah, there was no evidence. 
Evelyn Farkas <laughs> from the Obama administration. Yeah, the, her too. Sam, Sam, yeah. Sam, I'm going to have to ask you this. I mean, there's 101 unreported contacts with Russia. You must admit that that seems a little suspicious that it was only Russia. On over there 101 contacts with like 30 different people. Uh, it's suspicious. I can see why they would at least have wanted to investigate it. Joe, you oh, got some mic issues over there. It sounds like. Brr, brr, brr. Yeah, I don't know if that's one of your audio effects, uh, like that robotic. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, it could be the Russians, though. We don't know. Um, <laughs> They're silencing me. <laughs> I, I believe it. You know, I have an opinion on Russia and its relationship with America that might not be popular. Um, I've only formed it, again, in hindsight throughout the years, looking at the actual activity and actions that have been taking place. If you, I mean, I, I could only personally go back to the Cold War, okay, because it was going on, it started a few years before I was alive, but uh, it went on while I was, a, a, you know, a child. And, you know, so during the Cold War, you know, again, it was Russia on one side and then America on the other side. But look at what actually happens. And they repeated the same thing, um, but, what happens is Russia will go into another country and America will send someone from another country. They will meet into a third party country that is neither Russia or America and double team decimate that area. Um, this happened again, you know, with the whole Middle East wars with Syria and all that. You saw Russia going against America, but they never actually fight each other. What happens is they will get militias from other countries, uh, people that are mercenaries, paid fighters, and they will just brawl in someone else's country, like an innocent war. Pretty much. I think it's, you know, it's like paid mercenaries that want to fight a war. Uh, so there's these groups that offer them that opportunity to do so. It's under the guise of Russia and America, but Russia and America never actually fight. And I feel like Russia has been used as a public enemy or target uh, for America, as a finger to point at, for you know, as, you know, every country needs an enemy. You need something to stand for and to unite the people against. And so, like I said, this opinion is probably not that popular. But I, I, I'd never heard anyone else come up with it. I just came to this myself because I see that they're never actually fighting with one another. They're using other countries to do the fighting, and they will keep over the media, make it seem like it's Russia versus America. But in reality, they're working together to decimate other areas. So with this whole Russian hoax, I believe, again, it's just another agenda-based thing that's that's not, I, I feel like they're just playing games and it, it's almost like a, a mind game. To you guys of, uh, predictive programming before? where um, you know, there may be staged events on a world, world scale and they'll acclimate the public to, to mentally be prepared for it by inserting um, clues in entertainment media. Um, like famously, the, the X-Files spinoff Lone Gunman had an episode where uh, planes crashed into the world towers hijacked by Muslim terrorists or something. But uh, the second that the TV show The Americans came out, 
which is about Russians infiltrating uh, the American society in the 60s during the Cold War and stuff. I was like, oh, man, I was just getting ready for Russia to become the big bad guy again. I like we had recently had the Russian reset. We were on good terms with Russia and that show came out and I was like, oh, they're planning something. Something's going down with Russia soon. Well, the House of Cards, I mean, like, nearly mirrored uh, a lot of what happened with the Trump administration. Joe, um, Joe, you, Joe, you've got to adjust something with your audio. Yeah, your, your audio is you all know. screwed up. Try unplugging your mic, replugging it in or something. Nope, we lost them. <laughs> That's all good. Do you guys... Uh, ever hear of predictive programming before oh definitely yes. and um it's it's a way to kind of get your mind used to these new agendas basically sort of like yeah. programming your mind to, to get to accept to accept a new yeah. reality yeah exactly can, you know and it doesn't necessarily have to be predictive obviously we've, we've seen various agendas be implanted in all kinds of media the Simpsons, notorious for it. You know, <laughs> that's probably <laughs> yeah. exactly. There's the 9 11 magazine. There's Donald Trump going down the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. There he is. How's All that right. sound? It sounds same. the same. Sounds the same. Still, it, it, uh, it almost sounds like your XLR cable maybe is loose or something or yeah, on the mic. The input. That damn sure SM7B. That's what a... <laughs> it only occurs when you're speaking, though. Yeah. I bet the software we're running through has like a noise gate. So if there's like a minimum volume where if anything lower than that, it probably just shuts off all uh, all sounds. So oh, yeah, I'd, I've never heard that exact feedback before. Oh. From yeah, that's a that's an odd one. Yeah. It almost sounds like a vocal effect or yeah, something like that. Vocal effect. Yeah, yeah, it's choppy. Yeah, yeah. Really it's like choppy. 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 Yeah. It's really weird. It's like those rubber, right. sounds like those rubber door stoppers. Yeah, when you flick them, power off, power on the focus right and plug it, plug it in. I don't know. Let's uh, let's move on to the next topic. Well, how about uh, this? Same, same, really? Yeah, it must be the box. Oh, that's not good. It just started like a few minutes ago out of nowhere. Yeah, try uh, resetting your focus right. Well, we'll, well, let's talk a little bit more about Peter Schiff. Well, or not Peter Schiff, Adam Schiff. While this is going down, shifty uh, Schiff, shifty Schiff, nine inches around the neck. Where's the world's smallest collar? <laughs> Cracked me up the other day when he said that. But it seems that so much of this stuff of this this Russian um, these opinions on Russian collusion all derive from statements that Schiff has made. Like Schiff was the one who proclaimed definitively that CrowdStrike uh, deemed that Russia had investigated and or had uh, had hacked the DNC, for instance. Now the CrowdStrike's uh, CEO's uh, statements are contradicting that. It just seems like at every step of the path, Adam Schiff is lying about something. And whether it's CrowdStrike, whether it's uh, having claiming to have seen definitive evidence, whether it's going in front of Congress and just ad-libbing some mobster phone call with the Ukrainian president that never Maybe. even happened. Like, yeah. th this guy is pure, pure evil, in my opinion. Like, he's willing to do and say anything to, to accomplish his goal of eliminating Trump and unseating him. And I just, like, I don't find anything that, 
Like you can't believe anything this guy says anymore. We I mean, that, all that's all coming out with all these documents being released and everything that shift has lied about a lot of things on numerous occasions. And, uh, but the funny thing is the people keep reelecting him out there and he's from California, right? That's where he's from. Yeah. He's, and, and, uh, and, they, and they all like, they keep reelecting this guy. And, and it's been, pro- and he, I remember him going on the Sunday morning shows time and time again, saying, we have the evidence, we have evidence. And he kept insisting on that. And he never came out with the evidence and said what it was. He just kept saying, there's evidence there, but now all these documents that are being released now, everything that's coming out saying, well, he was lying. So I sent you guys a great clip from Tucker Carlson's show. With right. the past couple days. I know he can be like smug and abrasive and, you know, it doesn't necessarily rub everybody the right way. And including me, when I met him, I did not like him at all. <laughs> I didn't know you oh, met him. Wow. You met him. You didn't realize, realize you met him. When I was campaigning in Iowa for Ron Paul in 2012, we ran into him a few times. We have video talking with him about various things. And uh, mm. it, I, I don't, I didn't like him, but I like him a lot more lately. And he put together a really good compilation of, of Schiff lying about things and the proof, you know, that he's lying immediately after, um, I sent you guys a link. Maybe we'll post it to the Divided Beast Stand Facebook page so people can check it out. Soundcheck, Joe? Uh, can you hear me now? Still, Just still same. rugged, unfortunately. Unbelievable. Yeah. Hmm. That's so weird. What could it be? The Russians. That's it. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. It, no, it's got to be Hillary because you're starting to agree with the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! That's it, Hillary, the next candidate for president. It's insane. It really seems is. like. I mean, you know, look, you know, Schiff said he had evidence, and there's no evidence. That's unfortunately. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a real problem. I and the thing with that, you know, we've been saying, Michael, I know you and I for forever have been saying fake news, fake news on TV. It's fake news, fake news, and these all these outlets are taking what Adam Schiff had said and are definitively repeating it. So now that we know that he was wrong, we can say that they were wrong and that they were reporting false news. So it's fake news. How many times did they say Trump was colluding, Trump was conspiring, all this stuff definitively. I mean, in, infinite times, ad infinitum, they've they've said it over and over and over. So, I mean, these past few days have just really hammered home that fake news is a real thing. Uh, Absolutely. To me, at least. Hey, how do I sound now? Oh, a little you better. Sound great. It's much more clear. Yeah. There you okay. go. Uh, the funny story, uh, this software changed my uh, mic output from the focus right. It was actually uh uh using the um that's why it sounded like that. Oh yeah, now you're back to normal. You actually like sound cross, cross better than you did before. Yeah. Thanks, StreamYard. <laughs> Wait uh yeah, your anyway, sounds look, much sounds much better. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we're back. Uh, I want to hit this because I do. I do want to say, and again, it doesn't. This doesn't mean I like Trump any more than I did yesterday. But the report found, quote, no evidence that President Trump's pre-campaign business dealings formed the basis for collusion during the campaign. End quote. Right. That's, That's all I ever asked for. That like- was all I've ever asked for. I'm glad you got it because that's that was the big thing for me. None of this made sense from the start. He just didn't have any Russian connections. Like he's his whole agenda is so pro-American. It's like what what could the Russians possibly gain out of that? It just didn't make any sense. He didn't have like a big infrastructure in Russia or any any like major connections like that. So to me, it just was like way out of left field. And uh, 
I just like found it incredulous. And real quick, Sam, you know, before my audio cut out, what I was, yeah. was starting to talk about was, you know, Korea, Vietnam, uh, Iran-Iraq war, the Syria war now, the invasion of Iraq. You know, we're always on the opposite side of Russia. It's a constant proxy war thing with us and the Russians. And, you know, we decided in 1991 when the Soviet Union collapsed that that meant the Cold War was over. And I personally, as a Ronald Reagan disciple, didn't feel like that was over for anybody. We declared it a victory. They kept going. Yeah. Um, and 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 look, they went through some reforms. It's supposedly a democracy is not even close, but um, the, the spirit in Russia was there. You know, the, the people were hopeful. Uh, but they want the same thing we want to be the number one country in the world. And who would want to be second, especially when the world is moving towards globalization? Well, I don't if- believe I don't believe in the one world government. I, I think that's really in people's heads. I think, you know, if they were going to do it, why wouldn't they have done it already? Oh, they, uh, and if this is them doing United it Nations. now, it's it's a uh, good timing. United Nations after World War II was, uh, you know, a major step in that direction. They tried it first with the League of Nations uh, and didn't stick. But um, just the just the fact that everybody's signing on to this supranational uh, organization shows the intent to uh, have a, a global structure, I would say, of governance. Yeah, I, I think that's the right term to use is globalization. You know, one world government is something that seems you know like a diabolical that seems like a conspiracy theory a theory because there's no basis behind it but globalization is is definitely a real thing and and i think i don't blame them for having that agenda because when you think of the economy and the different ways um to control basically um you know imports exports it makes a lot of sense to have a centralized force actually i think it's what the motives are behind it what is is there an ulterior motive behind it that doesn't that's that seems like a, a doomsday scenario for the people? Um, but um, again, I think that they do use Russia as some some type of distractive tactic to, like Duncan said, this one kind of came out of nowhere, you know. And um, now it's got us all talking about it. You know, uh, people are going to jail, people are being investigated. Um, and it did kind of come out of nowhere. So it, from my point of view, it just seems like Russia is kind of used as that finger to point at whenever we need it. You know, I, yeah, look, I do think that his interference in elections in Ukraine, his having a journalist assassinated on the regular, it doesn't help uh, the idea sure. that he's capable of anything. There's no it, question that like, they meddle. At the end of the day, look, these guys wanted Trump to be the president for what, again, whatever their reason is. And I, I don't know what it is. And well, I don't the, know that the everyone... other intelligence report is going to contradict that. We don't know that for a fact. Listen, I'm pretty sure Russia got who they wanted. I don't know why. I don't think anybody definitively knows why. And that's fine. And, and again, that doesn't mean Trump had anything to do with it. And in this report ultimately proves that whatever Russia was doing, they weren't doing. And, and again, you know, WikiLeaks, find those 30,000 emails. I mean, it, it, again, that's one of those idiot throwaway lines. I, I never felt at the time he, he meant it like that. Uh, and I still don't. And again, clearly there was no evidence to support that. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, we could throw that one in the books. Uh, so that is a win for you guys. Congratulations! <laughs> it's a win for all of us, Joe. You should. You should I agree. Like, right. You win here also because I agree. You're uh, you're learning the truth, and that's the end goal. So <laughs> do you remember during the to be wrong? 
Remember during the the impeachment hearings uh, for the Ukraine call, and I asked about and 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 Michael was quick to say he didn't want to see witnesses, uh, which I thought was insane because again, if the president's accused of something, and this shouldn't look this this is this can't and shouldn't become a regular thing that we're just going to start doing with the president. That that's not acceptable. But when there is some evidence in a whistleblower, and we go to a trial, we want to we want to clear the guy's name. We do. I, I should never have said I didn't want to see. I actually said I wanted to see witnesses. It would have been great because this way you would have Trump's team being able to call witnesses like uh, Adam Schiff or Jerry Nadler and these guys to get to yeah. the. I would have liked to have seen witnesses. No, I never said I didn't want to see witnesses. I was kind of disappointed that there weren't any. Yeah, I think we're in agreement. I would have loved to see them, too. But the thing is, they would have had to have been during the House investigation because you can't tie up oh, the right. entire Senate. For, oh, maybe for that's what it was. Yeah. All right. I'll give yeah, you guys that one too. Senate shuts down for uh, for the the impeachment thing, whereas it's just a subcommittee within the House uh, Intelligence, you know, House whatever they create a committee for impeachment, so the House can still continue to operate. Um, yeah. But it, if you have all these witnesses and everything, it would shut down the Senate for who knows how long. Um, so you got to do like, all of the grunt work and stuff in the House, unfortunately. But they didn't do it in the House. That's the thing. Right? Yeah. They screwed themselves. Well, they did <laughs> do it. There were lots of witnesses. But it was their own witnesses. <laughs> Yeah, like we got text from witnesses. We just didn't have any live witnesses, per right. se, in the uh, in the Senate. But we had the information from all of them. All right. Um, so you guys are definitely right in a high note here. Uh, unfortunately, we are going to end things on, on kind of a downer note. Uh, the Ahmad Arbery case in Georgia. Um, if you've seen the video, it's, it's bad. It doesn't look good at all. Uh, the Very fact bad. it happened in February uh, and that the case was more or less uh kick to the Cover side up. and covered up if mm. you will um you know the uh, the dad i guess and the son both had connections both to the da and, and and to the local police force um it seems now as information is coming out again it's not fair to try anybody in the public but when the video's so damning it's hard not to uh and for anybody who's trying to be like a racist apologist here it's it, it doesn't look good and uh, now uh, the lawyer for the third guy who was trailing uh, at some point, there was some suggestion he was involved. Apparently the this guy. Yeah. yeah. Apparently the guy that shot the video. Uh, what's his face here? Uh, William Brody. Uh, William Brody. Brian is his name. Uh, as soon as the cops came, he was like, you guys need to see this. This is bad. Uh, and he's been cooperating with the police since this happened. Uh, and he was the one that released the video. Uh, this is somewhat speculation because nothing was being done about it. Uh, so it looks like that guy uh, who, who was getting a, a bit ridiculed and attacked. Uh, yeah, the released in that video. Georgia Bureau of Investigation suggested uh, that they wanted to talk to him. And he was like, I've already been talking like I'm in, uh, you know. Um, so so he he was not, in fact, also chasing uh, uh, Mr. Arbery. Now, um the reason I say that people shouldn't be racist apologists is that this looks about as racist uh, a violent shooting as as you've seen. People have referenced this to like a lynching, um, and and that seemingly is what it is. Uh, they came up with some bogus story about a, a break in in the neighborhoods. Um, there apparently isn't even any evidence of that, or, or at least not enough evidence that you should go on a vigilante hunt uh, for the first black fellow you see. And, and I think, Duncan, especially this is a bad look for gun owners. 
every time there's something stupid like this, I mean, it feels like a, it's a stain on gun owners. I disagree. And I think I, I think that's unfair. Individuals, I don't think that it's fair at all to uh, take their actions and plaster it all over the gun owner community. I'd say that's right. completely uh, non-logical. Uh, individuals need to be judged individually for their actions, and um, non-criminals should not be punished for the actions of criminals. Uh, but I mean, I, I can understand the, the extrapolation, how people would think that. I just don't think that uh, it's a valid argument. I agree with you. I really do. Um, but I understand why people do. And, mm -hmm. you know, it Definitely. puts people like you and people like me in an awkward position where you don't really want to offer that up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, look, I, I say this all the time. I am a big supporter of, of the Second Amendment. There is a reason it's second because the first one's more important. But uh, there is a reason why it's second. It is an extremely important right. Um, with any amendment, there there are restrictions and 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 there's a need for that at times. Um, but no, I, I I believe you have a right to own a gun, and if you're a uh, a good gun owner who who does everything you're supposed to be doing, then people should leave you alone. Um, but then these stupid things happen, and again, it's it, it makes people question it, Michael. And I know you guys don't like gun control, but it's it's incidents like this where people then try to use the law to justify their actions that makes it even worse. Well, yeah. did you guys happen to know that I saw this today that there's a second video that's come out of him jogging down the road. And all he was doing was jogging, going out for a daily jog. But then it shows him stopping at a house that's under construction and just going in, taking a look, coming out. Yeah, he's not taking nothing with him he didn't steal nothing or anything we have video of that now yeah it's a, it's a second video oh. that came out and, and i mean i've done that before in the past Me i've too. gone in a vacant house to look at, at under construction just to take Many a times. look and and so and then he goes on his merry way and uh next thing you know this happens to him so i mean but from the first video on the uh, the outset of the first video or from the onset i should say it, it looks like to me he's taking a jog. He's just simply, you know, doing his daily jog, as his family has said. So, um, you know, I, I agree that uh, where these guys should have not taken the law in their own hands. They shouldn't have, uh, you know, played vigilante here. They, and they, you know, they shouldn't have even bothered the guy. He wasn't running from anything. He, no one was chasing him or anything. He didn't have anything in his – he didn't carry a bag like he's a burglar or anything right. like that. So I don't understand why they – you know? well, he fit the description. Well, how, what, what, what's the description? What are they talking about here? So right. The description was black. Yeah, well, there, well, there you I go. Say, right? I mean, this is – I know people say that word racism, that racist term gets thrown around a lot, I, and, and maybe it does, but I think this is one of those instances where – I mean, I, I don't know what these guys could possibly explain otherwise that would make any rational person not think that it wasn't simply that he was a black guy running through the neighborhood. Right. And that that seemed like that's probably the guy that did it. Go get him. And that is an I mean, look. I, I understand that the police in this country have a very hard job to do. OK, uh, I have all the respect to the world for law enforcement. I definitely don't like when 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 people decide to take justice into their own hands. That that vigilante crap doesn't work. Nobody should ever be killed uh, for a stupid reason. Okay, th th right. it should never happen, and I, I don't believe anybody should ever die, especially unarmed uh, in in police custody. And this again, this is right. obviously a different thing, but um, the same thing applies here. The, the idea that somebody would think that they should take the law into their own hands. 
well, even if the guy, know, even if that guy was a, a, a local break-in guy, are you guys, you're going to shoot him? You're the no, judge, jury, and executioner. No. And again, exactly. I don't want to do that. Aren't. I don't even want to do that to them here. Because yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. fair to the McMichaels. They're certainly welcome to their due process. Right. You need uh, due process. My point is, is for anybody trying to say that they don't think race is involved, you, you then give me one other good logical explanation, and I don't think anybody can do that. Yeah, I a mean, lot of times I will argue that race isn't involved for a lot of things, but I can't I can't come up with anything I, here. Sorry, I, I, I think any any explanation is not a good one. So whether it's racism or just cold hard murder because they are murderers, which is what they are. Uh, it's still just as bad. And uh, the fact that it's it seems to be racially charged makes it even worse. But it did happen in the South. You know, like you guys said, you guys, when you go on jogs, you guys would check out a construction site. But you're white northerners, not right. black in the South. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, I, I went to the South a couple of years ago and that that whole vibe, in essence, still exists. It's probably not as bad as it used to be. But there are definitely some people that still grew up with that hatred in their hearts and still view people of other races as something outside of themselves or separate, you know, when in, in the end, we're all human. So we all aspire for the right. same things. And uh, I agree with Joe. No one should be judge, jury and executioner, especially Absolutely. when you yeah. have no idea who that person is. Right. I heard somebody. Two people, like, like I said, yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, somebody compared this to Trayvon Martin. And I said, you know, for me, the, the difference between the Trayvon Martin thing and the Ahmaud Arbery thing was was in the case of uh, Trayvon. He had actually gotten away from George Zimmerman, which was I mean, again, George Zimmerman shouldn't have been chasing him in the first place. That was insanely bizarre and 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 i'm sure illegal in some capacity but trayvon came back around and jumped him and yeah, actually yeah, provoked the fight and so it ended up being a i hate to say it in hindsight especially because the guy's a lunatic but it ended up being self-defense because he was getting beaten into the curb to me this is more along the lines of um eric garner in new york city getting choked out for cigarettes it's like oh my god yeah. you guys he didn't pay like what tax on a 10 cent cigarette you right, know, that guy doesn't have to die. That guy does not have. I mean, that is ludicrous. Uh, you know, I got to say, two guys, I, I I had some statements prepared in case there was pushback on this. Uh, I think this is the most harmonious show we've ever done. I was concerned not having Victoria. This was going to go super, super right. I don't know if it's the quarantine uh, if it's all the it's all the cat videos you've been seeing on Facebook or something, but oh, no, we're just we're it's the lockdown. People, Joe, you're just coming around. <laughs> it's the lockdown. You know it is. It gets you to think. You know you think, and when you're quarantined, yeah. time to you analyze. Know, yep. Duncan and I had a, had a conversation again. It's like the fifth time I've talked about it. It was that impactful, and my wife even texted me at one point uh, and was like, "Are you going to just spend the whole day talking to Duncan?" <laughs> I had Why not? At which point I said no with a question. Uh, why not? I wasn't sure what the answer was. Um, no. You know, but but Duncan said something to me. It was the only disturbing thing that he said in, the, in like an hour long conversation. Wow, that's pretty um, good. <laughs> yeah, right. It, that's what I. You're getting better, Duncan. I was like, I said to my wife, I'm like, you'll never believe it. Duncan was like pretty rational, except for this one thing. Duncan firmly believes in his heart that liberals are uh, working anti-American values, and I said, well, that's not your version of American values. I, I look. Well, I don't think. Yeah, hold on, I'll let you jump in a minute. I don't think anybody, Democrat or Republican. 
except for maybe Mitch McConnell, um, is actively working against the interest of the American people. I, I, I don't believe that. I, you know, look, wh- whether Trump's done some shady things or not, I think in his foolish heart of hearts, and I felt the same way about Obama and about George W. Bush, I think these guys mean well. I think these guys think that they can do the right thing. Sure. If AOC has has her version of America and it's and it's different than uh, Susan Collins is, I mean, it, it doesn't make anybody any less American or love this country any less. You know, we, we all want to save country. We all want to get through this 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 horrible thing that we're going through right now, this this pandemic and quarantine. Nobody wants nobody wants open borders. That's a ludicrous thought. I mean, really, you might find some extreme leftists saying some crazy stuff. You might find some extreme righties saying some crazy stuff. I think at the end of the day, the vast majority of us, I think when we get to know each other and talk and have a conversation, I I found now twice in the last couple of days, Duncan actually almost compromising on things. That's how far (laughs) we've come, my friends. (laughs) <laughs> that's go. that's what a pandemic like will do <laughs> yeah this is the time to come together for sure exactly <laughs> i i don't think that um working in the interest of what you believe is best for the people is the same thing as saying working against the interest of um what what the definition of american values are you can be working in, in favor of the people while simultaneously going completely against the values of the of the U.S. Constitution and that protects our rights and things like that. So it's uh, just I just want to clarify, I do believe that many it's not people, liberalism. It's their anti-constitutional. Right. Anybody who falls under okay. that category, it's not liberalism because I would be a classical liberal, you know, like uh, libertarianism basically is the definition of you know, the old version of liberal. So uh, it's not liberals. It's people that are against free speech rights, people who are against gun rights, people who are against, um, you know, any any tenet, central tenet of the U.S. Constitution. I say they are working against the core principles of America because those core principles are defined on paper. It's not like I have one idea of what America is and another person has another idea of what America is. Those those principles are set in stone with the with the Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence. We know what American principles are by definition. So I believe that a huge portion of the population inherently do not believe in those values and are therefore pushing their agendas, which are inherently un-American by nature. Could they, can, I, could... they can believe in their hearts that they work fighting for the people and doing the right thing, but I, I just think it's un-American. Go ahead, Sam. I would love to add to that because it uh, kind of goes back to what I said earlier that, um, you know, we we as Americans, especially growing up in this country, we do have those core values. And, and I believe I truly believe in my heart that we all basically share those same values, okay. um, you know, and like I said, there's no difference between human beings, uh, you know, whatever your race is, because deep down we do aspire for, you know, safety, health and, and happiness. Um, but. This, so now this goes back to what I said earlier, that with all these international stories, um, all these events that take place, now we have this virus that shut down the world. Those are the strategies that they use to, to take away the power of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So even though at our core, those are our values, every time these big events take place, it gets altered. 
And obviously, you know, it was written over 200 years ago. We have to, at some point, make amendments to it and, and sure, you know, go with the times. Exa there, and exactly, I do agree with that. And I just feel like these situations are taken advantage of for people's agendas to alter the Bill of Rights and Constitution to however they see fit for whatever will work out for what their vision is. Definitely. So, I, think, I, think what Joe, I think what you thought was controversial that I said yesterday was that I wanted Obama to fail. Um, people say that uh, that, you know, no matter what, you, you shouldn't want the president to fail. But I believe that Obama was working against the interests of the United States and our core principles, uh, eroding them piece by piece with every bit of legislation, every bit, every little deal that he made with foreign countries. So from my perspective, the only way for America uh, and our core values to succeed was for him to fail. So I wanted him to fail. I felt that way for the first four and a half years of his presidency, and then I changed my mind. Yeah, I was very I did not vote for Obama. I didn't. I thought his first term was a disaster. I thought his second term was strong uh, in terms of just being objective uh, as far as presidents go, and especially as far as second term presidents. Uh, I thought he finished much stronger than he started. I was very much against him. I didn't like I didn't like his uh, uh, American apologist, you know, uh, world apology. I didn't, I didn't like that. And I, and, and, and again, you know, uh, I, I've heard people suggest that that's kind of overstating it. I, I agreed with it. Uh, I, I thought, uh, as far as foreign policy went that Obama wasn't very good. I thought he didn't do a great job all in all. And I think he opened the door to Russia to get very involved in this country, uh, because he was very weak. Uh, and, and it's funny, Trump's talks America first. I mean, Obama very much, took a similar approach in stepping back from the world stage. I mean, sure, he signed the Paris Accord, but we didn't really like necessarily leading the way on all that Even stuff. that, though, is totally against, like, oh, yeah, that's totally against American uh, values, giving up our, our control over various aspects of the economy to uh, to an international body. Um, sorry. Didn't I mean, to not even be the lead on it, too, though. Yeah. You know, I had said to you, look, if there was ever, a, like, a globalist one-world government, you know America would be tops number one on the list. Right, but uh, even that would be bad because it no, would be too, too centralized. I, agreed, power. but again, it would be in New York City. This, <laughs> yeah. this government, yeah, so we're cool. We're right. We're right here. We'd be fine. Um, but I understand what you're saying, uh, guys. Look, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, I want to wish all the moms a happy Mother's Day. I want to thank Mother's everybody. Day. Happy Mother's yeah. Day. Happy Mother's yeah. Day. Yeah, you've all got wonderful moms. Uh, so make sure you kiss him at some point. Uh, I, I really, I, I thought this was going to be the most wild show we ever did. Uh, and it ended up being one of the most harmonious. And I like that. I think it, it, it's definitely uh, when you talk and, and you start to learn and, and read each other's stuff and then have conversations about it. We do this all week long. We send each other articles. We don't agree on a lot of stuff, but we're looking for facts. Duncan constantly say, hey, send me facts on this. I ask him for the same thing. Um, and, and then we start doing our own research on stuff. OK, you know, what is the truth on things? I understand it's not black and white. Um, I don't like this idea of, of the media is full of it. That's not true. It's, it's a matter of your perspective. And I know Duncan's smiling, but he's in the freaking media. Uh, yeah, but I don't work for a corporation. You, can't, you will eventually, <laughs> you will eventually trust me. No, I don't, I, if I wanted to do that, I could be asking you for jobs right now. Yeah. Right. I haven't been doing that. Fair enough. You're one of the only who has it. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com backslash DWS News Podcast. We are on all the different platforms, so make sure you uh, become a subscriber. 
you can like and share and tag your most political friends on either side of the aisle to check out any and all future episodes. Uh, guys, I, I'm serious when I say uh, this was, uh, I, I think, an outstanding conversation. I really appreciate you guys mm-hmm. taking some time out of your Sunday to uh, have this conversation. I feel really good about things. Nice. Likewise. Nice Likewise. That was great. Great show. That was great. Definitely. I'm just glad right. the truth is coming out. You know, we're we're finally getting things in perspective. You know? Definitely. There I, you go. If if I could just say, I am so impressed and happy with my fellow Americans right now because I feel like compared to the world stage, Americans are waking up more so than a lot of other places. And it's <laughs> slow. It's a slow process, but I think we are beginning to become aware with. The true grips of what reality is and we've been in the dark for so long so and it's okay. great that we have different perspectives and points of view it's great that yeah. we don't agree on everything you know because that's how we that's how we learn it is okay it is okay to ask questions yes yes it is yes just make sure you see real evidence there you go <laughs> and check your sources all right he's sam yosefi Mike Gadiosi, Duncan McPherson, I'm Joe Aguirre. We appreciate you so much for spending your Mother's Day with us. Thank you so much for checking out Divided We Stand. Hey!